0: You can't pitch the same thing all day, every day to the same people. So I always tell people like after three or four weeks, your pitch is probably stale. It's probably old. The media doesn't have a reason to do it right now. So you have to always be changing it up.
1: You're listening to Real Marketing Real Fast Well, welcome back, listeners, to another episode of Real Marketing Real Fast. If you'd like to have your business exposed and put in front of millions of ideal customers in minutes instead of months, uh, you want to tune in to today's episode. My guest today is uh, Christina Nicholson, and she is a... A marketing specialist. I mean, her specialist is dealing with the media and her company is called Media Maven. If you want to tune into her podcast, you can listen to her podcast at Become a Media Maven. So that's exactly what Christina does. She uh, is a television host and she helps bloggers and business owners grow their audience by reaching thousands and millions of uh, uh, listeners and viewers and getting them in front of their ideal customers and clients. And she does this in minutes instead of months through the power of traditional media without spending big advertising dollars. Be sure to listen to her biggest myth around this and the myth is that I'm not ready. So she's going to share with you and I today that we're all ready and that we could be doing this today in our business without writing a check. This is earned media. So you can see Christina in front of the camera as a host on Lifetime TV in national commercials as well as her work online in the HuffPost, Thrive Global Inc. magazine and Fast Company. Christina also has a local lifestyle and family blog called Christina All Day. She lives in South Florida with her husband and two children and she was an absolute delight light and a pleasure to have on the podcast today. So welcome to the Real Marketing Real Fast podcast today. Well, welcome to the podcast today, Christine. I'm super excited to have you share your superpower and how you help companies and entrepreneurs grow their business.
0: I'm so happy to be here, Doug. Thanks for having me.
1: So do you want to fill us in just a little bit of your background on, um, you know, how you started and, and uh, how you moved to where you are today?
0: Yeah, sure. So I started in TV. I was a TV reporter and anchor for about 10 years. And while I was in that role, I was getting pitched by a lot of publicists and a lot of business owners. And most of what they pitched me was ignored because it was bad. Honestly, it was very clear that a lot of these people did not understand how the media industry worked. They've never been in a newsroom or worked in a newsroom to know how we put our stories together, what we needed and what we wanted. So Fast forward a couple of kids later, I wanted a more flexible schedule. I thought working at a PR agency would give me that flexible schedule after six months of doing that. I realized (laughs) that did not give me the flexible schedule that I wanted. So I started my own business, and it started out where I just wanted to be, I called myself a professional freelancer, and I just wanted to take side jobs from PR agencies or work with super small business owners, but one thing led to another. I started growing. I started needing help, and I slowly built a team, and now I have an agency, and I love the way my agency is run because I don't have an office. I don't have that kind of overhead And I also have a team of independent contractors. So I'm not limited to just people within, you know, a 10, 20 mile radius of where I am. I work with the best from around the country and I'm super excited about the way things are going. And it's been about four years now.
1: Well, congratulations, good for you. It's great to have that flexibility, especially with a family and uh, have a little bit more work-life balance.
0: Yes, and I love it because- of what I do, there's so much overlap in the media with social media and earned media and blogging and Instagram marketing that I can make my kids part of my work. So like the work-life balance, it's like, well, sometimes it's work, but my kids are here and they're helping me work. And that's also my life. So, (laughs) so much overlap.
1: Yeah, I just sent a note off to somebody. I said, I love when my grandson comes over to visit except for Thursdays because Thursdays is my podcast day. So a two-year-old when I'm trying to keep, uh, keep my office quiet uh, isn't ideal.
0: Yeah, that's so funny. Yeah, I, I also batch my days too. Thursdays are my YouTube days and Tuesdays are my podcast days. I love it.
1: They are. They, I noticed that because I noticed this Thursday, uh, just hours ago, you put out a brand new video on YouTube.
0: Yes, the new videos come out on Thursdays. I find it like when you batch your days and you theme your days, you feel so much more organized and you get so much more done.
1: Yeah, and I think it helps with content production. So let's dive into what your expertise is. So um, where do we want to start? Do you want to start with bad pitches or do you want to start with like a thousand foot view of of what business owners and or marketing types should be looking at?
0: Okay, so I think we can kind of tackle both of those in one. Let me tell you what makes the pitches bad. And that'll kind of give them an idea of what they can look at. So the bad pitches are the overly promotional ones, which unfortunately, for some reason, is what most people do. Unless you are a Gary Vaynerchuk or a Mark Zuckerberg, nobody wants to promote you. They don't care about giving you this big feature on TV or in a newspaper or in a magazine or online just because you are not a big deal. You're not Oprah. So stop thinking about promoting yourself and start thinking about just giving the media, whether it be a journalist, an editor, a booker, whoever it is, just give them what they want and give them what they need. Sometimes it's just a matter of... You know, there's breaking news and everybody's talking about, I don't know, everybody's talking about the housing market crash, for example. Let's say something like that just happened and prices are dropping and the mortgage rates are changing and this and that. Okay, so if you're an expert on that, if you're in real estate or if you're in finance or heck, even if you're in interior design, you know this is something that people are talking about. So how can you lend your expertise? How can you help them tell their story? What angles could you offer them? That's an example of giving the media what they want and what they need. and that's how you're gonna get coverage. Too many people, they like go in for the kill right away. like, well, I'm trying to promote myself, so I'm gonna pitch myself like this because this is the way I'm gonna get the most promotion. when no matter what, if you get the coverage and you are lending your expertise and you're helping the journalists do their job, You're going to get your name out there. Maybe you'll get a backlink to your website. Maybe they'll share your picture or a link to one of your handles on a social media platform. You're going to get the promotion by default. But when you try to get it like hardcore right out the gate, like, look at me, look at me, you're just going to get ignored and you're going to end up getting nothing.
1: Yeah. And if that's the promotion you want, it's really simple. You just write a check. It's called advertising.
0: Exactly, exactly. And that's why people advertise because yes, you can get exactly what you want. You can have anybody say what they want. (laughs) You can share the images and all of that. But like you said, you have to write a check.
1: Yeah. Now, I know there's timely. You know, what you're talking about now is kind of timely. I sometimes go a news hacking. So uh, there's a breaking article. I'm on the train on the way in the city. I see it. I read it. I phone the reporter and say, hey, I have a client that's in that exact space. Boom. That afternoon, up, sh- you know, shows up the media with a photographer. But what about just general media when you're trying to help people become more well-known or to promote a book or because I I did listen to your stuff. So I know, I think I have got an idea of what direction you might go on that. But, you know, what sort of advice do you give people in that, in, in, you know, in that timing?
0: That is all about promoting yourself as an expert in your industry. You are just going to share all of your knowledge all the time. And that's where you're going to get those quotes. And that's where you're going to become an asset on a podcast interview like this one. So anything you have to share, all of your knowledge, you want to share it. Like, don't hold back because it's in a book and you want people to buy the book. Like, we all know everything about Oprah Winfrey at this point. But if she writes a book and sells it, we're all going to buy it anyway yeah, because sure. we know, like, and trust her. So you need to set yourself up, not just on your own social media and on your own websites as an expert in your industry, but you need to be getting on podcasts. You need to be using resources like Harrow help a reporter out, and pitching yourself to the media to get those quotes and backlinks as an expert in your industry. And so many people don't do this because they say, oh, well, I don't want just one quote. I want a bigger feature. Well, you're not going to get that bigger feature if you don't have a lot of little media hits on the way. It's like when people reach out to me and they say, I want to be on the Today Show, or I want to be on Good Morning America, and I say, great what local TV have you done? And they say, none, I haven't done any local TV. And I'm like, well, if nobody cares to cover you locally, why should the national media cover you? Yeah, they're not going to want to take the risk. Exactly, exactly, because that makes them look bad. So you really just have to be Constantly promoting yourself as an expert in your industry. And then when you're getting those media hits, no matter how big or small, you need to be turning around on your social media and constantly sharing them. Because honestly, that's where you're going to see the ROI. Everybody makes the mistake of getting coverage on a platform, whether it be a podcast. Or maybe it's an article in Ink Magazine and they say, oh, well, everybody who listened to that podcast, they they heard it. They can come back and find me. Or everybody who read that article can come back and find me. Well, that's not the case. You have to continue to share that podcast interview. You have to continue to share that article that you were named in in Ink Magazine because people will see you sharing it over and over again. And then you'll be top of mind. And then when they're ready for something that you could help them with, whether it be a service or a product, then they're going to reach out to you.
1: Yeah. And I don't understand why uh, people don't reshare. I call it amplification. I mean, you get an article, you get written up at Inc Magazine. And I was talking to one, uh, you know, one of my buddies who had got this great feature. And I said, well, you know, that you can rent, you can rent the email list from Forbes. So why wouldn't you rent the Forbes list and drive them to the Inc Magazine article? You're just really trying to get more eyeballs on third-party media because it's more credible than it is me writing a copy for a landing page.
0: Exactly. It's so much more credible because you're using that source that's already known, liked, and trusted. It's not you telling everybody you're great. It's somebody else telling everybody you're great. So you constantly need to be sharing that. And I think the number one mistake people make outside of being overly promotional in their reach-outs is when they get... That media hit, they do nothing with it. They don't leverage it or amplify it.
1: Yeah, I, I think uh, it was Kevin Harrington. I had I had interviewed him and he talked about um, a TV segment they were trying to do. And it, it took readjusting their thinking and their pitch. So there was a more of a benefit and interaction with the audience before they could actually get the traction that they wanted.
0: Yeah, it definitely takes time. I think that's also a very hard part is because, again, you're not paying for this. You're trying to convince the media that it's worthy of coverage. So you have to have so many different elements. You have to make sure you're hitting the journalist at the right time with the right angle. And you should always be changing it up. You know, like you can't pitch the same thing all day, every day to the same people. So I always tell people, like, after three or four weeks, your pitch is probably stale. It's probably old. The media doesn't have a reason to to do it right now. So you have to always be changing it up.
1: So where do you start with people? So you know, you have somebody come to you and they've got a business, they've got some success. and They say, hey, I really want to ramp it up and, and take it to the next level. What's your starting point?
0: I think the first thing you want to do is you want to be clear on your goals. Like don't get media for the sake of getting media. Who are you trying to get in front of? Who is your audience? Once you're clear on that, you need to look at what's your audience watching? What are they listening to? And I always use the example of a client that I had who created a running app and we got them on the Today Show, which is huge. Millions of people watch the Today Show and it has that great brand recognition. Obviously, just telling people, hey, we were featured on the Today Show is huge. Huge for their credibility, huge for their authority. However, where they saw the most ROI was when they got a hit in Runner's World. It was on the website. It was a full page spread in the Runner's World magazine. And because they were a running app, Obviously, everybody reading Runner's World was interested in it. So even though we all know the Today Show and some of us don't know Runner's World, Runner's World was more beneficial because that's where their audience was. So try not to get all caught up in like the glitz and the glamour of the Today Show, but instead – get really focused on where your audience is. And if it's runner's world, then focus on getting there. Because at the end of the day, that's where you're going to see the quicker ROI. I do think something like the Today Show could help you get an ROI. Because if you share it consistently telling people you've been on the Today Show, that's going to impress people. And that makes your app stand out more than others who maybe weren't featured on the Today Show. But I think where you're going to start is where do I want to be? Where's my audience? What are they watching? What are they reading? What are they listening to? And then all of your, your goals after that, as far as obtaining the media should fall into place based on that one thing.
1: Right. So if you've identified where your audience is, would it be easier for, um, a entrepreneur, or, or you know, a business marketer to approach say, the runner's world? I'm assuming they're going to get less pitches than the today show.
0: Exactly. Not only do they get less pitches, but they're going to be more interested in your pitch because their audience is going to be more interested in it. The Today Show, I mean, gosh, they cover everything. (laughs) Everything you could think of, they could cover. So it's harder to find the right person to reach out to. Um, At Runner's World, everybody is niched in running. So you can pitch a variety of different people in a variety of niches, you know, with the same goal, exposure for your brand.
1: Yeah, that's so cool. I mean, it really comes back to basic marketing. Like, who's who's your uh, who's your customer? You know, and and where are they? I
0: think I think people get they get you know they get a little sidetracked because they see you know like the big names of the Today Show and Good Morning America, and yeah, the big ones are cool. But at the end of the day, you don't want to get the publicity to get the publicity. You want to get the publicity to turn it into profit.
1: Now, when you help people do that, do you generally help them establish a plan where you said that they may start with local and then there's a actual uh, marketing plan to move them from local into more national?
0: Yeah, I always say start with local, even if you're a national brand, even if you don't necessarily do work locally where you are. You always want to start local because you're more newsworthy where you are locally. So, for example, if I do something in my business or say, I write a book. I just came out with a book. Well, I'm going to be more newsworthy here in South Florida because it's where I live. I'm a local author than I would be where you are in Vancouver, Doug. Like why would people in Vancouver care that somebody in South Florida wrote a book? Like who cares? But because I'm here in South Florida, I'm local to the area. I'm like a local author, so that's why you should always start local. You're more newsworthy where you are, and then from there you just kind of branch out. You know, start with where you are, and then look at the different um, industries and the different niches where where you could get coverage. So if you're in the health health industry. Start local, start with local health, maybe start with local business. If you're a business owner, then obviously you can start with health and business and then kind of branch out. Then let's look at national stuff. Who's covering health nationally? And then that's kind of how you branch out from local to national. And even with local stuff, like that can go national. I know many times when I was working at the local NBC affiliate, I would do stories and it would get picked up by the national NBC outlet and you would see it on the evening news or you would see it on the Today Show because it got picked up by the national outlet. Remember, everything feeds somewhere. The example that I gave with um, the guys who had the running app, I got them on local TV in Washington, DC, that impressed the Washington Post. So I got them in the Washington Post. Well, once something's in the Washington Post, it gets picked up everywhere. So from there, they were in the Chicago Tribune. And then they got, I can't even tell you, dozens and dozens of links to different stories all across the country, because they ended up in the Washington Post. So when I say start local, that doesn't mean you're going to stay local for very long.
1: Well, and I think, you know, I'll get you to expand on the everything feed somewhere, because I remember once somebody phoned me and said, hey, there's this great article I just saw on the business page, and it was on, you know, it was a project we're working on, and it came from a local newspaper. So it came from a very small town local newspaper, and, you know, like you said, uh, one of the bigger bigger publications picked it up. They didn't phone and say, we're going to pick it up. It just showed up. Yeah.
0: And that happens because you don't know what's going on in other cities or around the country. Like it could be a slow news day and somebody has some space to fill or they have some time to fill. And the other thing is, is that you know, it's all in the eyes of the person receiving the information. You could pitch somebody a great story and maybe they're having a bad day. The next week, you could pitch the same person, the same story, and maybe they just had an event happen in their life, so they're more interested in your story because it's more relative. So the the tricky thing about earning media is that there's no right or wrong, there's really just a lot of strategy and planning and trial and error that needs to take place. So, you know, just because one person doesn't like something, that doesn't mean somebody else isn't going to like the exact same thing.
1: Yeah, fair enough. And, and like you said, the you know, if somebody else picks it up, it reduces the risk in, in republishing it. It saves the time to do the, the research in the background.
0: Yeah, exactly. There's just so much opportunity and there's so many aggregators. I remember when I was in TV, we would always have access to like everything at all of the NBCs across the country to fill time you know, I mean, I know recently I just did a segment and it it was around baby shower gifts because we use the angle of Megan and Harry are getting ready to have a baby. So let's do a baby shower gift segment. And it just so happened that that day, one of the anchors ended up having her baby. So there was like a few different stories on babies and baby gifts and baby showers and a new mom and this and that. So like, you may think it's not a good time for a story, but If an anchor at a TV station just had a baby, then maybe it's a perfect time for you and your story if that's your niche.
1: Yeah, that totally makes sense. So do you want to share a success story uh, with a client that you've worked with?
0: Sure. I mean, I have a few, I think the low hanging fruit and one that can be relatable to a lot of people is focusing on awareness days. Now I didn't realize it until I got into PR that this is like a publicist dream, you know, like there's a national pie day, a national water day, tech free day, whatever it is, all the things people are going to do stories on those people are going to be posting on social media and there's going to be hashtag high hashtag use around those kinds of days and that's a really good opportunity for you to get coverage obviously local tv is my jam i come from local tv so the morning shows the afternoon shows they're always bringing in guests they need a few minutes to fill here and there so if you can capitalize on one of those days you're really going to get a lot of coverage i've gotten um I really like working with my local restaurants down here in South Florida. I have a restaurant called I Heart Mac and Cheese. It's like a Chipotle for mac and cheese. And it um, is National Mac and Cheese Day on July 14th. And I got them in the West Palm Beach TV market and the Fort Lauderdale Miami TV market in Two different days in that week, and they ended up being so busy at one of their stores that they ended up running out of mac and cheese that night.
1: (laughs) That's crazy I've done the
0: same thing with a Mexican restaurant on a Taco Tuesday. It was recently National Margarita Day. I had a Mexican restaurant making margaritas on TV. I mentioned National Pie Day. Now, this is where you think outside the box. So, National Pie Day, pie is in P.I., 3.14. That's on March 14th. So... I had an Italian restaurant and we said, okay, well, how about we make it like pizza pie day? So national pie day, I had a chef come on and make pizza pie on national pie day. So it's really just using silly awareness days like that. And there is an awareness day for everything to use to come up with a pitch and get some publicity
1: for it. Well, it makes it more relevant. My daughter is a pastry chef and she works at a pie shop called the pie hole. And so, yeah, I I was aware of Pi Day because I saw their social media posts go out, you know, stuff your pie hole. It's Pi Day.
0: That's cute. Yeah. See, that's clever. And people like that stuff. Like it makes it fun. It makes things timely. And when you're timely like that and you send a pitch to a journalist, they're like, oh, I have to do this story right now because if I don't do this right now, I'm going to miss my opportunity because it's only National Pi Day once a year.
1: Yeah, but you know, I call it calendar marketing. I mean, there's events that happen all year long. And if you get them in your calendar, you know what events are happening in your city, your town, where you are. And there's lots of ways to like you said, to participate and to leverage that information. Exactly. So can you share with us a kind of a myth around a PR? Like I hear lots of stuff on both sides of PR. I think PR is great. Um, I'd have PR before I buy advertising all day long because like you said, it converts better. But what's some of the pushback that you hear from um, not necessarily people in your industry, but but businesses?
0: Okay, I think the biggest myth is that people think that they need a big brand with a lot of money to earn TV exposure or, you know, exposure in any media outlet, really. They look at people and they put them on this pedestal, which isn't necessarily true. They're not on a pedestal at all. Anybody can earn that coverage. But for some reason, we look at people in the media and they're like, oh, they must be really successful because they're there. They must make a lot of money. They must be a big brand. Like, You have that perception. That's why you want that coverage, because you want people to have that perception of you. But everybody gives, I shouldn't say everybody, but a lot of people, they give me this excuse that they're not ready for it. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I'm like, well, why aren't you ready? Well, and then they just make up these excuses that don't make any sense to me. And I always say, are you ready for a new client today? Are you ready for a new customer?
1: (laughs) That's a great question. They always say yes. Yep.
0: They always say yes. And then I'm like, okay, well, then why aren't you putting yourself out there? Don't These people can't do business with you if they don't know about you. You have an expertise. You have something you can talk about. This person in the media wants to talk about it. So just go and talk about it with them. Like, don't overthink it. Don't make up these stories in your head that you're not ready and somebody more deserving should be there because you can be there and you can build your business through these platforms if you just put yourself out there. It's a total mindset thing. It's not a business thing at all.
1: So once you, you know, you you come to that and you say, "Okay, it makes sense. I'm ready. I'll do this. I'll put myself out there." And then the good news, the phone rings or you get an email then then you got to jump. Absolutely. So but what do you how do you help people get ready for that? Because that's a that's a totally different animal. I mean, talking to a customer, if the customer is not happy, the customer may leave. But when you're talking to the media, you obviously, you don't want to blow it. And you want to make sure you do a good job of representing your company, your brand or your knowledge.
0: Yeah, I think the first thing you have to do is jump on it. So many people they are like, Okay, well, let me get everything ready. And it's like, No, You have to jump on it because the media has deadlines. When I would go into work at nine in the morning, I had to turn a story for the 5 p.m. news. And I remember people would send pitches and I would say, "Okay, great. We're coming over now to do it. And they would say, oh, no, no, we're not ready yet. Give us a couple of days. And I'm like, are you kidding me? No, (laughs) like that's not how it works. We're on
1: our way. We're at the front door. Open the door. (laughs)
0: Exactly. So you have to make yourself accessible ASAP. And then you just want to give them everything they want and everything they need on a silver platter. Whenever I book anything for TV, I always write the script for the producer and send it to her. I always write the script for the person handling the website and send it to him because I want to make sure that that stuff gets on the website with a backlink to my website. So I'm going to write it for them because let me tell you, people in the media, they are so overworked and underpaid today. So you just want to give them everything they want and everything they need. How can you make their life easier? You tell them, let me know who I should tag on social media because when this is done and when it's published or when it airs, I want to share it with everybody. So who should I tag? You just want to really like be their servant because they're serving you by giving you the time of day to share your message with their audience because that can do wonders for your business. And they know it.
1: Yeah, and like you said, the the industry's overworked. I mean, that, I just saw a article locally um You know, where I live, seeing the National Post saying, hey, we're, you know, all these journalists are being laid off. And so we don't don't want businesses advertising on Facebook and Google anymore, because that's the issue. And then I read in Muckrack that BuzzFeed was laying off journalists as well. So you're right. So there's less people, there's less resources, they're pressed to do more with less. And I guess the the easier we can make their job, the better it is for everyone.
0: Exactly. Because I'm more likely as a journalist to help you give you coverage if you're going to help me do my job.
1: Yeah, I think the oddest coverage I ever had was I was doing a lot of work in the retail rest or restaurant business, and I sent a note to a journalist that was covering the space, and I said I have a filing cabinet full of proprietary information in this space um, that we've worked on for years, and if anytime you need access to that, just call me. And I got, we got a call, and they get a picture and an article in front of somebody else's franchise, not one that we had built, but we got the coverage because we offered up the information. And that was basically the pitch. It wasn't, hey, feature us. It's like, I have a whole bunch of information that can help you if you need it Anytime, call.
0: Yeah, exactly. And then when you do that, they're going to come back to you again, over and over again. That's how you get those recurring segments on TV, or that's how you get asked to be a contributor to an online outlet, because you are helping them do their job.
1: So looking at what's happening in the media today and social and in the digital space, what are you most excited about?
0: I think I am most excited about the fact that this is possible for anybody. It Things are changing, like at lightning fast speeds, as you know. <laughs> I mean, there's constantly things changing in the media industry. But because of that, it's more possible now than ever for people to earn exposure. I mean, we see how celebrities turn into celebrities just by being on social media, like Justin Bieber was discovered on YouTube. And I'm sure there's countless of other examples I could use. But I think it's just the fact that you have the access to it. You just need the strategy. Because I feel like when it comes to doing anything that you see other people doing online, it's almost like watching HDTV. Like you watch HDTV and you see people like doing a home renovation or um, even painting a wall and it looks so easy. So you're like, oh, let me try that. And you're just doing what you see people do on TV. You're not seeing the behind the scenes of it all. And you're like, oh my gosh, like after trying it, you're like, this is not easy at all. I need some help. Yeah. So I think today it's so easy To get it done, you just need that help. It's not what it looks to be online. You're seeing the highlight reel. You're only seeing what's on the surface, the 5% that's on the surface. The 95% underneath is strategy that you're not privy to. But there are so many people who are now turning into coaching and mentoring, and they can help you with that they've become successful and they can tell you how they've become successful and how you can do it too. So I think that's something that a lot of people can benefit from, especially today. I know me in my industry, I started investing in coaching not too long ago and I don't think I will ever try anything on my own. I won't buy an online course unless I have access to the course creator to ask questions and learn more. And I think today no matter what you wanna do, you can do that, but you just have to have the mindset where you feel like, okay, yes, I can spend money and I can do this because other people have done it. Other people have been successful with it. It's just a matter of getting that mindset right. And I think I mentioned mindset before when people say, oh, I'm not ready for this media coverage. I can't do this or that. But if you have the mindset that if you, invest in business and you invest in the right people that, that you will grow personally and professionally, it will work. And today it's more possible than ever.
1: Well, and I think your comment around having access to the creator of the course is important because normally, you know, when I'm looking at this, I'm looking at a people relationship as well. I mean, learning the information is one thing, but you know, if I was to work with you, the advantage would be not only learning, taking your course, but leveraging um, your knowledge and your contacts. Because if, if I work well as a good student or a good client, um, I've got access to this big network that just showed up.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I, it's funny that you mentioned that because I am in – I'm on my third coaching program with my third coach. And it's funny because I was talking about it with somebody else who also is in different coaching programs. And I said, okay, so this one was good because I really got the coach's knowledge. And then this other one was good because of the people actually in the mastermind. I got to make great connections and I got to meet a lot of really cool people. So it's almost like, there's I mean people say there's a season for everything but there's different kinds of coaching programs and courses and learning for different people at different time that you can benefit from and I feel like going into it you really don't you really don't know what you're going to get out of it and then you go into it and you're like oh I didn't join for the community, but this community is super beneficial.
1: Yeah, I just had that conversation last night. I was uh, speaking at a a podcasting event in San Diego at this time last year. And I was saying to my wife, I said, wow, the people that I met there, I've I've still stayed in contact with. There's been lots of events. So I said, I don't know whether it was the event, the organizer, the fact that they're podcasters, but there's just a different connection with the group of people there. It was a small audience, but it's been just amazing.
0: Yeah, and not just... Not just the coaching, but yeah, like the events. Like you said, I never used to go to events before, but now I look at them in a different way. Like I used to go to learn and now I go to see the people or sometimes I go to learn. It just depends. It's all so different. And once you get out there and you try a few different things in a few different ways with different people, you really start to see that.
1: yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, with all the digital stuff we've got, I still like to talk to people face to face. it there's no uh, there's no replacing that. So, what's some of the bad advice you hear? Like, what are the things that you hear when you're out at a cocktail party or a business event and someone's talking about PR that just kind of makes the hair in the back of your neck stand up?
0: A few things. I hate it when people say that it doesn't work. And I'm like, okay, well, why doesn't it work? Oh, well, I got coverage here and nothing happened. And it's like, okay, well, I watch TV and I see a commercial and. Nine times out of 10, I don't go and buy whatever I see on the commercial. Does that mean the commercial didn't work? Like people think they're going to put something out there and they're going to be featured and they're going to get something right away. Like their phones are going to be ringing off the hook. It used to be that you needed to see something like six, seven or eight times before people would make a purchase or not even make a purchase before they would convert to making a phone call or going on a website. But now with all of the stuff that we're inundated with online, it's going to be a lot more than six, seven or eight times. I actually just sent an email to all of my clients this morning and I, I shared a screen grab of something that a national magazine writer posted in a Facebook group that I'm in. And it was like, people, tell your clients to share the stuff that we put them in on social media, because when they share it on social media, they're going to make more money and we're going to cover them more. So, it's not a matter of, oh, I was on TV once, now my business is going to blow up. It's a matter of, I was on TV once, now I need to share it over and over again, and now I need to get in a whole bunch of other places. Because think of the way you consume content you see something, it catches your interest. And then two minutes later, you've forgotten about it because you've seen 10 things since then. So you constantly have to be doing this. You constantly have to be in people's faces because if not, you're going to be forgotten. And the people who do that are the people who see profit, the people who complain. And this is you know where it gets under my skin. It's like, well, I tried it once and nothing happened. Like, what kind of world are you living in where you think you get exposure once and, like, big major things are going to happen? Like, your expectations are just not right. That's
1: funny. I remember hearing Gary Vee talk about that. Someone said, "Oh, Facebook advertising doesn't work. He said, no, Facebook advertising works. It just didn't work for you.
0: Exactly. Exactly. I mean, you just have to do things in the right way at the right time. And people just, it's a lot of education. It's a lot of education. I had a client once who we would get him media hits and then he would get mad because he didn't approve it beforehand. And I'm like, you can't approve what a journalist is doing. It's her job. If you want to approve it, then you have to pay for it. And that's advertising. It's crazy.
1: Well, I guess we've just forgotten. I mean, we talked before we got on air, you've got young kids and I've got grown kids and grandkids. And, you know, so we as adults, we think, hey, we're going to try this once. And if it, and if we don't get a result, we're going to be upset. And then you watch the kids as they're learning new things. And they just try over and over and over and over again until it works.
0: Exactly. That's so true. I think as adults, we've just become, especially today, we just become like so impatient.
1: Yeah. I call it the microwave mentality. Push the button. You want it right now.
0: That's true. That's true. It's like, it's like Insta, not Instagram, (laughs) but Insta like instant right now.
1: Yeah. And and to your point, if you just think of the social media that we're all on, I mean, how fast do the the posts scroll by If you're an Instagram and you're following, even if you're only following back a few thousand people, it doesn't stay long. It just flows on by. And if you're not looking at it at the time it comes by, it's gone.
0: And that's why I tell people you have to not just share something on social media once, you have to share it over and over and over again, because it is a constantly moving feed. And people are going to forget about it. Like even if somebody sees the same thing 10 times in one month, they're not going to remember the first nine times they saw it because they've seen 900 things since then.
1: Yeah, I've had clients say that I want to change my advertising said, well, why? Well, I'm getting bored with it. It's like, well, it's not for you. It's for the lions that have never seen it. So I don't care if you're bored, as long as it's converting, leave it alone.
0: That's true. I had somebody reach out to me about a Facebook ad that um, my team was running once. And she said, I don't like the way this looks. It's very hard to read. And then I told my team and I was like, because it, it did, honestly, it did look a little hard to read to me. And I told my team and my team was like, well, that one's converting at the highest rate. So we're not going to touch it. <laughs> and I was like, oh, OK, I'm going to tell that person who knows nothing about Facebook ad management that we're not touching it because it's converting. And even though we think it's hard to read, everybody else likes it because they're clicking.
1: <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, that's why I like multivariant testing. It removes the emotional and the ego uh, aspects of it. So, uh, who's one guest I absolutely have to have my podcast.
0: Oh gosh. One. I mean, I know a lot of amazing people
1: could be a client or it could not be a client.
0: Okay. I'm thinking, I mean, honestly, my mind goes straight to a bunch of people that I'm in a mastermind with. So we talked about like those, um, coaching programs that you're in and some of them it's like to learn from the coach. Other ones it's for the community. I'm in one with Pat Flynn. And I have tons and tons of, tons and tons of resources and recommendations for people in that group. So there's like, there's a blogger, there's two bloggers who make a very successful living by blogging. One of them blogs about how to carry on a suitcase and be fashionable and travel. And the other one blogs about how to keep succulents alive. So it's just like the most random things that you'd be like, how do you make a full time living off of that? There's just really cool people with really cool businesses and they're doing really successful things. So I would say them because they have those businesses that after you hear about them, it's like, what? That's really cool. Tell me more.
1: Yeah, it's really neat. I mean, I just finished uh, reading uh, Christopher Lockhead's book, Niche Down. And that's exactly what he talked about. Was like you said, niche down, niche down, niche down. There's an audience there that uh, that you know that wants to hear your message.
0: Yeah, I have to read that. I have to add that to my list. I love a good book recommendation. Yeah, he,
1: he's a he's a great uh, he's a great writer. Um, so, where can people find you and learn more and connect with you and and you know pick up some of the uh, the good stuff that you're sharing out there?
0: You can find me. Um, I'm pretty active on social media. So on Instagram and Twitter, it is at Christina All Day. Um, You can find me on LinkedIn, basically all of the platforms. And I am also online at christinanicholson.com. And if your audience wants to have access to a free three-day media class that teaches them how to pitch the media. To get publicity and turn it into profit they can access that at pitchpublicityprofit.com
1: excellent and uh christine is also on youtube i just watched her new youtube video that was released today marketing strategies for authors to sell more books uh, which i really enjoyed that was really well done
0: oh thank you so much thank you for watching on youtube that's a new venture of mine that's a new strategy that i started at the beginning of 2019 so that's my eighth video that I launched on the channel. So thank you for watching, Doug.
1: Well, I took a look because I saw that's one of the services that you offer on your website. I did have a chance before I uh, before we got on air uh, last week. I took a look through your site and it's very well laid out. So listeners, I would uh, suggest go take a look at uh, Media Mavens and more online. There's lots of information. There's some free content there as uh, Christina shared and lots of examples. So I just want to say thanks so much for being generous and sharing with our audience today.
0: Thank you so much for having me.
1: So there you go, listeners. There's uh, some things for you to take away and think about and uh, stop your stinking thinking that you're not ready because uh, Christina says you're ready, so just go out there and do it. So, <laughs> so <laughs> thanks for tuning in. Uh, when you're done the episode, make sure you get your media pitch. Uh, start, start knocking on doors and talking to people, sharing your story. And uh, while you're online, don't forget to share this episode, leave us a review, and I look forward to serving you on our next episode. That's all for this episode of Real Marketing Real Fast. Now it's time to take your marketing to the next level by visiting dougmorneau.com and downloading our advanced marketing white papers as well as exclusive resources based on today's episode. That's dougmorneau.com. Until next time, we look forward to serving you right here on Real Marketing Real Fast.